Ladies and gentlemen, fellow citizens, for too long we have let the Red Menace invade our homes. They have enslaved our men, mated with our women to create monstrous hybrids. They have kidnapped our children, they have mutilated our livestock, but no more. While our leaders may have sold us out to this hostile invading force, we will no longer stand for it. We know now that it is up to us to save the future. These creatures try to overtake us with weapons of war, with plagues, but no more. Tonight, we take the fight to them. And what a fight it will be. There will not be a moment of rest. There will be no mercy. We will fight them on the red, dusty plains. We will fight them in the canals. We will fight them on the tip of Olympus Mons and reduce it to rubble. Fate has chosen us to be the generation to take the war to them. We will show them that we are the kings of this solar system. We are the lords of this galaxy. We alone are the masters of the universe. Tonight, everything changes. Tonight, we unite with one cry. Earth first. Now and forever. Earth first. Prepare my starship. We're headed to Mars. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. No, I did not just spend two hours recording two and a half minutes of audio. No, I did not just walk around my apartment yelling out, Earth first! Over and over and over again to try to save... That was an actual crowd that showed up. Can you believe it? And they're here because we have a action-filled episode. But first off, let's give a shout-out to one of our legacy Patreon supporters. We have Adam Dunn. Everyone give Adam Dunn a round of applause. Earth first, Earth first, as he's walking out. I totally blew my throat out yelling that. But it was worth it. But Adam is ready to go. He already has a spacesuit on. I hope you brought one. I hope you dropped half a million dollars for your own spacesuit. Because we are getting ready to head up to the red planet known as Mars. Adam is sitting at the controls of the dead rabbit rocket. We're all strapped in and... We're headed off to that crimson ball in the sky so we're taking the rocket up to the red planet i'm going to see how many different ways i can say mars because i'm going to be saying it a lot the crimson globe that's it those are the only two i think i already said those ones anyways the burgundy ball adam lands us in the middle of mars it's just vast wasteland as far as the eye can see now there's been a lot of rumors about mars there's obviously like scientific stuff we know like that it exists, that it's there, that it's real. There's water on the caps and stuff like that. There's long been stories about aliens on Mars. Recently, a man known as Captain K appeared on the reputable mainstream news website, Exo News TV, whose tagline is for new, 
for news that's out of this world. That's when you know you're on a legit news website when they actually have a tagline like that. XO News TV was recently interviewing this captain, Captain K, who served on Mars. I bet you didn't know that, right? But you didn't know that we actually have military men on Mars right now. He did 20 years on Mars. His job was to protect the Martian colony there from two indigenous alien races. So we're ready to fight. We got all of our guns loaded up. Plasma rifles. We're headed in with first wave. Just means more Martians for us to kill. We're walking through the desert. Now, supposedly there is an insectoid, an indigenous insectoid race on the planet. You're looking around, you're waiting to see an insect. That's just me eating a whatchamacallit, throwing the wrapper on the ground. You're like, hey, dude, you're on the alien planet. Maybe you shouldn't litter. Maybe we shouldn't repeat the problems we had before. But whatchamacallits are so good. It's worth littering. You're like, how did you even eat a whatchamacallit? You're wearing a space helmet. Yeah, you know. Where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sticking it into the oxygen vent and just breathing it in. He also says that there's an indigenous race of reptilians. Looking around. I don't know what I don't know what I could eat that would make that noise. He did 20 years on Mars protecting the Martian Colony Corporation from these races. Now he said as long as you didn't go into their territory, they didn't really attack you. So there was kind of a peace going on for a long time. But for whatever reason, probably just human greed and or curiosity or both. They decided to steal the Mars Colony Corporation, thought, hmm, we know there's this ancient alien artifact. Out in the middle of nowhere, i.e. <laughs> any place on Mars, let's go get it. So Captain K and over a thousand other soldiers, they got their weapons ready. They set off to find this alien relic. Hopefully it was an insectoid relic. I don't think insectoids get enough love. I think insectoid aliens are, are really cool. I wish they would show up in more stories. But we're approaching this cave. Where the human insectoid, we're going to say it's an insectoid, he didn't specify what alien race in the articles, but the human insectoid battle for the relic took place. Raiders of the Lost Blark? I don't know. Doesn't work. Maybe aliens use the word Blark. We walk into this cave. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That's me walking and eating a witch of a call it at the same time. Nom, nom, nom. And we see a U.S.-issued blaster rifle, an F97400, collecting dust on the ground. Oh, that's kind of unsettling. You think that the humans should have picked up after themselves and not be killed in the first place. And as we're continuing our way into this cave, we see yet another blaster rifle, a laser pistol, a tectonic grenade. We're walking over the debris of a sci-fi battle, and we see a valley inside the cave. It is littered with the corpses of 1,000 of our fellow Earthlings. Now, there's a lot of insectoid corpses as well, but we see off in the distance a glimmering relic. It's a little statue. It's a little statue of an insectoid. It was not taken. By the Mars Colony Corporation. According to Captain K, over a thousand men and women died in this battle. Himself and 28 others made it back to base. They didn't get the relic. And he got a promotion, actually. They're like, congratulations, here you go. He ended up being removed from Mars. He did 17 years on Mars. And the remaining three years, 
They taught him how to fly spaceships. They're like, you're obviously not that good of a combat veteran. You couldn't steal... You could have steal a statue from a bunch of insectoids. So here, we're going to teach you how to fly spaceships. He flew spaceships between Earth and Mars and the moon for about three years, and now he's on Exo News Television telling you all about it. Nothing says top-secret government operation than being able to reveal it with your face on Exo News TV or just anywhere, right? You would assume this really was a real secret operation. They'd be like, here's your medal, and as you, like, they, as they go to pin the medal on you, they go, oops, and they drop it on the ground, and then military procedure is, if someone drops your medal, you have to pick it up. And so as he's leaning down to pick up the medal, <laughs> blaster shot to the base of the skull. It's pretty grim, right? <laughs> they could have just put a pillow over his head, but... I would find it hard to believe that they would just be like, oh, you served all this time and you you fought these aliens and, you know, all the secret stuff. So here you go. Here's your retirement. And also, here's a Wi-Fi connection for you. It's ultra fast. So you can communicate with Exo News TV. But that is Captain K's story. We are walking out of this cave. We say goodbye to our fallen Earthmen. We're walking back to the Mars colony. Now, the Mars colony, this is what I find very fascinating about all of this stuff is... You have all of these conflicting stories about what's going on. According to Captain K, it's just a colony. I mean, it's just a bunch of people up there and they're sitting around and they're trying to figure out what they can steal, how they can irritate the indigenous alien races. But the more common alien conspiracy theory, one that's gaining a lot of traction now, is the slave colony on Mars. Adam Dunn, call in that Jason Jalopy. It's been modified for Martian use. It just has a bubble. It just has a bubble over the roof now. Everything else is the same. Still works like an old Jalopy. Adam's driving us across the desert of Mars, and we see a glimmering little domed city off in the distance. You can't see it with a telescope, so don't try looking, but we can see it where we're at. Car is driving across the orange oval known as Mars. We stop outside of the domed city. Door opens up. Just an empty hallway in front of us. Keep your guns ready. They might have succeeded in stealing something. The insectoids may have raided this base. We're walking through this colony. Lights flickering. There's, there's a creepy there's a creepy rocking chair in the corner rocking by itself. Ring around the rosy. Would you hear that? Uh, what's going on? Walking through this abandoned base. But it's not really abandoned. I don't know why I keep saying it's abandoned. It's not abandoned. I'm trying to build a mood that it's creepy. Here's the con- I'll just get to it. Here's the conspiracy theory. There's two twins standing in the corner. Here's the conspiracy theory. This is a very common one, but I think I have a new spin on it. Back in 2017, there was a man known as Robert Steele. He says that he's a former CIA operative. He was actually on the Alex Jones show. Now, there's no video of this anymore. It might be on one of, like, BitChute or something like that, but it's not on YouTube. It's completely gone. But we have a lot of quotes because this was very well covered in the mainstream media. Robert Steele goes on the Alex Jones show, and he says that... Let me read you this quote here. Quote, We actually believe there is a colony on Mars that is populated by children who were kidnapped and sent into space on a 20-year ride. Save your questions. Save your questions for the end, because I know, obviously, you're like, wait, what? We actually believe that there is a colony on Mars that is populated by children who were kidnapped and sent into space on a 20-year ride, so that once they get to Mars, they have no alternative 
but to be slaves to the Mars colony. He then goes on to weave this story that, and this is why it's popping back up in conspiracy theory, that these kids are being taken to Mars to be harvested for their adrenochrome. And then just to kind of be like, have their organs sold as well. Again, save your questions <laughs> till the end. So, and Alex Jones says, yeah, I've, he doesn't actually say I've heard that that story's true, but he has said, I've heard that 90% of all NASA missions are secret, that we don't know what payloads are going up and things like that. Anyways, this is the story. So the reason why it's back into conspiracy theory, because it's tied into the whole adrenochrome thing. There's a couple big issues with this one. First off, why would you send a child to Mars to harvest his organs? Because <laughs> here's the thing. Then you got to send them back. Unless there's a huge need for human organs on Mars, which there may be. I don't know. I've never been there. Maybe you go there, immediately you land, your liver explodes. You're like, oh, does anyone have a spare liver? And they're like, come this way, sir. There's a creepy rocking chair in the corner you got to sit in. Yeah. You want to make sense to take someone on a 20-year journey just to harvest their organs and then be like, oh, great. We got to send these back. Hope you don't die for 20 years. It's going to take a long time to get these lungs back to you. The adrenochrome thing we've discussed many times before. But again, that wouldn't make any more sense either. It's like it's like growing grapes in France versus growing grapes in Michigan. Like, the grapes grow better in France. So like, adrenochrome grows better in <laughs> Mars? I don't know, but it wouldn't make any sense. And then there's another big problem with this. Let's do a math question here. It's a very basic math question. If you kidnap a kid on Earth, and then you fly him for 20 years... And drop him off on a planet. Is he really a kid? Is he still a child at that point? You kidnapped a 12-year-old kid. And then he's a 32-year-old man on the planet Mars. And you're like, yes, I've waited all this time to torture a kid. And this big strapping dude comes running off the ship. Starts beating you up. Doesn't make sense. Also, even by today's basic technology standards, it doesn't take 20 years to get to Mars. It's like a six-month journey. What are they doing? Taking the scenic route? They're like, da, 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 da. kids are like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And he's like, I'm going to pull over and harvest your adrenochrome right now if you don't shut up. Kids are like, are we there yet? They're just getting stronger. They're doing push-ups for 20 years. It doesn't make sense. I mean, just that one sentence doesn't make sense. But, I mean, none of it does. None of it does. But especially... <sighs> anyway, so that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Now, what happened? The reason why this became mainstream news was that this was done on the Alex Jones show, and it, there's a lot of crazy stuff said on a lot of conspiracy shows. What triggered this was NASA actually responded to this. NASA said no. <laughs> that was their response. No, there's not a colony on Mars, and there's definitely no kids on Mars. And none of it's true. <laughs> At a certain point, they just stop. They're like, we could go point by point disputing this, but I think we, we beat it on the first point. There's no colony on Mars. So you had all of these mainstream websites cover it. Mainstream newspapers, space.com, all of this stuff covered it. And the reason why, and it's funny because on the conspiracy theory level, you think, oh, they're all covering it because they're all part of the cover-up, see? That's why they're making a huge push against it. The reason why they're all covering it because it generates links. For 99% of the conspiracies out there, human greed is the motivating factor. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. I mean, you could say, oh, they're all pushing against it at the same time. It's because people were clicking on the links because it's such a bizarre headline for the register to have shock. NASA denies secret child sex slave cannibal colony on Mars. I guess I left out the sex slave and the cannibal part, but 
that people are going to click on that. People are going to click on that. So you're going to have these claims put out there. Now, I have another conspiracy for this whole thing. I don't actually believe that there's a colony on Mars where this stuff is taking place. But I have a, another conspiracy theory that you may actually say is a bit darker. Because it's far more realistic. The idea of a slave colony on Mars is actually fairly old. I found an example that we're going to cover in a minute from the year 2015. But it was 2017 when it became mainstream news. Yeah, the Alex Jones guest, and then everyone started talking about the slave colony on Mars. What's really fascinating about this is when I decided to look into this topic, I typed in Mars slave. And I was going to type in colony, and it auto-populated to labor. Mars slave labor. I was like, oh, that's weird. Click on it. Now, it did bring up a bunch of articles about what we're talking about, but it also brought up another set of articles. There's been accusations made that the leading chocolate bar companies are, for lack of a better term, supporting slave labor. They're not, like, funneling money. They're not sitting there with a giant cigar being like, oh, yes, more slaves, please. But because of their industry is cocoa, and 70% of the world's cocoa comes from West Africa, which has a horrible track record when it comes to slavery. There are people who believe that the chocolate companies are actually enabling, would probably be a better term for it than supporting, but enabling the slave trade. The chocolate companies say, listen, we do our best. We try to buy as much as we can from farms. South America provides a lot of cocoa, and it doesn't have a slave labor problem. They go, we do our best to uh, buy from reputable dealers. However, so much of it is needed and there's such a high demand for it, that we can't guarantee on any level that none of it comes from slaves. Which is real chilling, right? So these chocolate companies are being dogged with these accusations. And again, they will say, we're, we're trying to do our best. And people are trying to end it, say, chocolate companies need to put on their labels, this was made by slave labor. They need to have a system in place so that people know that when you go to buy that bag of M&M's or that whatchamacallit bar or that Hershey's, whatever it is, that there will be a warning on it saying, by buying this, you are supporting slave labor. I don't know if it's that blunt, but it would be something to that extent. The chocolate companies have said, we provide all that information on our website, and if you want to find out, you can go. We do keep track and all of our progress that we're doing to work towards this. We keep it on our website. Just in June of this year, the chocolate companies won a lawsuit in Massachusetts saying that because we put it on our website, we don't have to put it on our packaging. This is an ongoing issue. But what I thought was really interesting was in May 2017, Mars, the chocolate company, released a detailed statement about how they are trying to eliminate the slave labor in their supply chain. And two months later, Mars and Slave is no longer closely tied to a real-life tragedy. It's tied to a wacky conspiracy theory. That's actually not a bad idea if you think about it. If you have a company that is under investigation or has some rumors about it or truth or truth right to find a way to hide your story within conspiracy theories because you can try to mess with the algorithm and the seo and stuff like that but if you can actually create a viral story that you know will 
live on for years because conspiracies very rarely die unless there's a date assigned to them. They just keep going and going and going. If you can find a way to attach your real life controversy into a conspiracy theory and it goes viral, anyone looking for the real life issue will only find the conspiracy theory. I'm not saying that Mars Company did this, but it would be a smart idea if they did. And you think about it, you could have companies have conspiracy theorists on payrolls to the point that the conspiracy theorists may not even know they're working for this massive conglomerate. And they get delivered a document about Mars slave colonies. And they're reading it and they're like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to spread this lunacy across the planet. And then there's a boardroom off in the distance. Just a boardroom. <laughs> there's no building. It's just a table in the middle of nowhere. And a bunch of fat cat CEOs. Everyone at the table is a CEO. It's a weird company. And they're like, yes, that plan worked. Good thing I listened to Dead Rabbit Radio to hear that plan. Adam Dunn, calling that carpenter copter. We're leaving behind this table in the middle of nowhere. We're headed back to Mars. We left to, to, to do the Mars story. To do a story about the Mars bars. We're leaving behind... Earth, once again, we're taking that carpenter copter. It's been specially outfitted for outer space travel. We're headed back to Mars. And it's a long journey, so I have a movie for us to watch. That movie is called Spell. This Halloween, prepare yourself for the terrifying suspense thriller Spell, starring Omari Hardwick from the TV show Power and Loretta Devine. Marquis, played by Omari Hardwick, awakens from a plane crash imprisoned by a mysterious woman practicing hoodoo magic. He desperately tries to break free to save his family from the sinister rituals that await. Spell is premiering at home on all digital platforms October 30th. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Carbonocopter is clearing the void between the bright blue ball known as Earth and the dusty magenta circle known as Mars. We're landing back at another Martian slave colony. It may be the same place. I don't know. I don't know how many there are, but this is a different person because as we land here, this one doesn't have a spooky rocking chair. This one doesn't have two little twins in the corner singing lullabies. No. This one has... Doors open up. And majestically standing in front of us is Corey Good. Now... Long-time Dead Rabbit Radio listeners will recognize that name. He was in episode 47. And Corey Good told the story about how the fighting men and women of the U.S. military would go to Antarctica and beat up reptiles and rescue kids. Again, why are you kidnapping kids and taking them to Antarctica? I guess really the question is, why are you kidnapping kids? It's not going to be like, oh, you're only taking them across the street? That's fine. The whole thing's bizarre. But... It's even more weird that you would transport them for six months across the ocean, or however long it is, two months. It doesn't matter how many months. I don't know why I'm getting stuck on the details. Why are you kidnapping kids? Why are you taking them to Antarctica? It's the same. They were eating them. The reptilians were eating them over there. But he talked about that. We covered him in episode 47. He's back. Because little did you know, he's like, wait, 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 I have another story to make up. Everyone's like, what? Oh, we were bored of the Antarctica story. He's like, I know, I know. I wasn't getting a bunch of hits on my website. So luckily... I just remembered, his eyes are shifting side to side, I just remembered I also go to Mars, and everyone's like, oh, we want to pay attention to you again. He's like, my plan worked. As he's getting like a free lifetime supply of Mars chocolate, he's like, oh, both my plans worked. He went to Mars, guys, so that's why we're on this base, we're meeting him there, and there we're going to meet Corey Good, 
Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez, not his full name, never gives his full name. Also, just the Lieutenant Colonel, that's a little unimpressive. I mean, like, maybe, I don't know. I would expect to see, like, a general or something. Like, I don't know, I'm not in the military. Maybe Lieutenant Colonel's super high up in the ranks. But, like, if someone goes, hi, Jason, I'm Lieutenant Colonel, <laughs> start rolling my eyes in the middle of the sentence. No, I'm sure it's pretty high up there. Is it higher than a colonel? Doesn't matter. I guess you're on Mars. <laughs> you could be a private on Mars. That would be impressive if it was real. But Corey Good, he did 20 years. There's always 20 years with these guys. He did 20 years in the Secret Space Program Alliance. One day, Corey Good, I don't know why I'm jumping to the end of the story. One day, Corey Good is sitting at home and this blue ball floats into his house. Just another afternoon for Corey Good, right? He's checking his website. Oh, man, I'm not getting any hits. I probably should come up with another story. All of a sudden, blue ball. He's like, this is it. This will be the new thing I'm going to sell. I mean, tell. He jumps into the blue ball, and the blue ball takes him to Lunar Operations Command. That's a base on the moon. That's where he meets Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez. And Corey Good's like, could I meet like a general or something? And Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez is like, no. I'm the highest ranking person in this story. They then each team up with two intuitive empaths. So there's these two dudes and then apparently two others. So there's a total of six people. <laughs> Take notes. There'll be a math quiz at the end. They hang out with these intuitive empaths and they just are able to tell when people are angry. You Here, I'll give you a tip. It's when the alien's pointing a rifle at you. You're like, oh, you probably could have told me that earlier, intuitive empath. But so they leave behind the moon and they go to Mars and it takes them 30 minutes. The article is very clear to state that usually it takes two or three minutes to get from the moon to Mars. But this time it took them 30 minutes because Mars was on the other side of the sun this time. Who cares? The story is made up to begin with. I don't understand what this is Exo News as well. I don't understand. There's a whole paragraph explaining that they're like, you know, Normally, this journey only takes... Who cares? It's made up. It's made... Don't don't tell me real life stuff. Because you're making up... <sighs> anyway, so apparently, just if you ever need to travel to Mars from the moon, and you're trying to figure out when you should eat lunch, if it's on the other side of the sun, it's going to take 30 minutes. There you go. Now you know that. Like I said, it's going to be a math episode. They go to Mars. They get to the base, and they meet the base commander, and he goes, Hey, guys, listen. Welcome from Secret Space... Whatever whatever name you made up, welcome. Welcome to this Mars colony. Now, I know there's been a lot of accusations of us having slaves here. That's not true. It's misspelled, actually. We have a bunch of slides here. And they see all these kids going down on slides. Corey gets like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a translation error. We don't have slaves here. We do have a bunch of people here, though. We have a ton of humans here. But don't tell them you're from Earth. Corey goes like, what? I mean, I'm a human, right? Where am I supposed to tell them I'm coming from? Base commander goes, as far as everyone on this base knows, Earth was destroyed in a massive calamity. So, don't, don't tell them that's not true. They've been here for decades. They're having families, and their families are going to have families, and so on and so forth. This is a multi-generational base, but you can't tell them you're from Earth. So, Corey, good, listen, man, this guy's done 20 years in the Solar Warden program, there's over 900 alien species this man has knowledge of. He's met some of these aliens face to Man, what are you talking about, dude? This guy's not going to say nothing. So, Corey Good, Lieutenant Gonzalez, and their little group are walking around this base. 
They run into a group of people, and within about three minutes, Corey Good tells the dude he's from Texas, and a riot breaks out. Eventually, a subway shows up. Troops quell this riot. Everyone's like, what? Texas is real? I thought that was destroyed. Oh, man. I threw away all of my Texas stuff. I'm a big Texas fan, apparently. I'm the only one on Mars because no one else believed me. Riot breaks out because Corey Good, who has not one but two certificates you can view online showing that he has certified classes in mass casualty events and the psychology of terrorism. You just can't earn those by attending some sort of seminar or taking a class. No. Well, probably, but he has those. How could he have accidentally told this guy he was from Texas? Come on, Corey. So what do you think is going to happen now? He has broken the one rule he was given. He's taken to base commander. Base commander's like, over here, let's go to a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) So nothing happens. Corey Good and his group go to a PowerPoint presentation where they're showing about the 900 different intergalactic civilizations that humanity is currently interacting with and how they are using alien tech to merge with human technology. Corey Good's sitting back. He's super bored. He pulls out a laser pointer. He's like putting it on the screen. They're like, Corey, that's a real laser. It's all melts a hole through the wall. Everyone can't breathe. Anyways, this article that I'm getting off exonews.com spends about a paragraph telling us about this PowerPoint presentation. It's about as interesting as a PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint presentation doesn't become any more interesting if it's on Mars or not. It's still a slideshow. But then after the PowerPoint presentation, the base commander tells Corey and Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez, guess what, guys? Look under your seat. Look under your seat. They're like, what's under my seat? There's a little piece of paper. There's a number on it. They're like, you guys just won your own family. What? What is going on? (laughs) Anyways, so they're told, (laughs) actually, there's not an Oprah prize. You get a family and you get a family. But they are told by the base commander, you guys have now been assigned a family to take with you. So anyways, they go and they find like this pod that has the same number as the piece of paper. Again, it's a made up detail. (laughs) I don't know why I'm repeating such a made up detail. But anyways, they they go to the pod and inside the pod is a man and his wife. They're two kids, boy and a girl, the teenagers. And the family has all their bags packed. And Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez is looking at these people and then he goes, Where's the other member of your family? Apparently he's British now. And they go, we don't know what you're talking about. It's only the four of us. And Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez says, that's not what my empath tells me. He says that you are hiding a member of your family from us. We want all of you. Now, I know you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. When I was reading the story, I thought, wait, I thought Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez was a good guy. Now he's like, oh, yeah, I know there's five of you. Where are you? He's all sneaking around, getting all creepy. I was like, dude, what? What are you doing? And the family starts freaking out because apparently now telepathy exists in this world. Also, again, that a total stranger is asking for your hidden child. That they start freaking out. Base commander shows up and he's like, what? Why are you harassing our slaves? I mean, our totally normal people who are petrified of all authority. And so he throws Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez and Corey Good and all the empaths in a jail cell. Despite the fact we have alien technology and the ability to exist on Mars, you still have rooms with bars on them, right? Why don't you just shoot them, really? Because apparently they're already talking about Texas. You're already talking about Texas. You're revealing all these secrets. They throw them in a jail cell. 
There's like a key. There's like a Don Knotts guy with a big ring of keys on his keychain and a sleeping dog. Big old sleeping bulldog in the corner with a space helmet on. Corey Goods says as he's being led into the jail as well, he sees all these other cells and everyone looked really sad in them. It, that's the same on Earth or Mars. I think that doesn't matter. But he see, so apparently there are bars on these cells or maybe little windows, but still like, why isn't it a space cell? Why aren't they being thrown into the phantom zone or something like that? So they're all trapped in this jail cell. They're on Mars. Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez is like, oh, you know, we're in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> One, because my accent changed. And two, because the base commander is like a total totalitarian. He's nuts. To be fair, if I was Corey Good, I would say this. To be fair, you shouldn't have been so insistent on finding the fifth hidden member of the family. Ah, I just wanted to complete my collection. I didn't want to know there was one other one out there. What? What are you talking about, Lieutenant Colonel? Interrupting Corey Good's sentence, a blue orb flies into the jail cell. Let me read you this actual quote. Quote. It wasn't a minute later that we saw our blue indigo orb friends. That's the best sentence ever. Our blue indigo orb friends zipping through the walls of the cell. One for each of us. They danced around for a couple seconds. And the other SSP personnel who had never traveled this way backed against the wall. How big is this cell? It's as big as your imagination because it's totally made up. You have six people in a cell... Now you have six human-sized orbs in the cell, and they're dancing. They're like, they're doing a little break dance. <laughs> they break out some holographic cardboard. They're all spinning around. They're like, ah, that's why they're backing up against the wall. It's not because they're like, what's this amazing technology? It's because they're doing b-boy moves and stuff. Go Orbeez, go Orbeez, go, go, go Orbeez. They're having this dance party. Everyone else in the cells are just looking out <laughs> as these b-boy blue orbs are dancing. Everyone's clapping. Everyone in the cells clapping. All the other people are like, I just want bread. So Corey Good and team hop in their own individual blue orbs and they fly to the moon. Just like Frank Sinatra predicted would happen in his great song, Slave Colony on Mars. And then the article ends with saying, listen, guys, we know that there's a problem with slavery on Mars. And the space company, whatever this group is called, the SSP, the secret space program, will stop at nothing to defeat these slavers. Now, this article was written in the year 2015, and nothing's been done. You had that article in 2017 about slaves on Mars. So, yeah, sure, you may have a fleet of spaceships and all this stuff, but if you can't rescue these dudes on Mars, you already know it's a problem. You now know that it, they were slaves, not slides. You now know that they're giving out families to people who show up to a PowerPoint presentation. So what are you guys waiting for, huh? Shouldn't we already be freeing those people slaves on Mars? The official explanation, the official imaginary explanation that the imaginary base commander gave to the imaginary lunar operations command that we do not have slaves. This is just a social experiment, bro. It's just a prank. It's just a prank. We want to see what happens to people when you tell them their planet has been destroyed and we take them to another planet. And Corey Good showed up. He almost brought the whole colony come crashing down. When he told the dude he was from Texas. So, shame on you, secret space program. We are just trying to figure out what happens when you mentally torture people. We're not slavers. We're mentally enslavers. Adding that word in front of it makes it less horrible. My question is why, if this place exists, why aren't they doing anything about it? Why 
aren't their imaginary starfighters leaving right now to launch make-believe missiles to destroy buildings that exist nothing but in the realms of dreams? I don't know, but I do know this. If you want to fight, you can buy a t-shirt. This isn't an ad read for one of my t-shirts. No, 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 no. I'm not that tacky. I'll do that in another episode. When I was looking for more information about Corey Good and the reptilian resistance, I found a shirt on Amazon that you can buy today that will signal to the world you are on the right side against the Martian slave colonies. This shirt is a picture of a gray alien head. Yeah, I know. It should be a reptilian head. But that's the least of the problems with this shirt. It has a gray reptilian head, and across it it says, Fight for glory, pride, and honor. Keep struggle for freedom fight. Don't know. That's probably speaking alien speak. That's because in case an alien sees it, they're like, oh, yes. Keep struggle for freedom fight. Totally understand. Yes. You're on the good guy's side. And then underneath it, it says the three greatest words any human can say. Protect the earth. I don't mean that in some environmentalist way. No. I mean that in laser guns, spaceships, and two knives with brass knuckle hilts. Now, out of those three, that'd be the least effective weapon against aliens. But those are the weapons that are chosen to be poorly photoshopped onto this shirt. So if you ever want to take on an army of reptilian gray aliens, if you want to keep struggle for freedom fight, but all you're bringing into the fight is two brass knuckles with knives attached to them, buy this shirt. Protect the Earth. And remember, Earth first. Now and forever. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. And I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.